0: Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Marketing Podcast. I'm Ty Daniel Smith.
1: And I'm Kylie Lowe.
0: And today we are discussing why cannabis companies need to have an email newsletter. So we are going to walk through what a newsletter is, why it's especially important for cannabis and CBD companies, and we'll go through some helpful tips and tools for, for setting up and optimizing a newsletter. So let's start with what a newsletter is. Most people probably understand the basics of a newsletter. You probably get them pretty frequently. Um, it's an email blast that gets sent out to a list of people that have in some shape or form opted in to receive messaging from a business. Um, there's different types of newsletters. Uh, some of them that you might be familiar with, like the scam or morning brew ha- are actually the full business is a newsletter. We're not going to talk about those so much as, as just newsletters for um, as a marketing channel for other businesses. Um, so, let's let's talk about, I guess, why cannabis and CBD companies especially need a newsletter. The first aspect of that is that it's an owned channel, which I've brought up a couple times uh, through a few episodes about the importance of an owned marketing channel for industries that are kind of unapproved um, universally. So cannabis and CBD marketers have to deal with a lot of roadblocks in terms of where they're allowed to market. Um a lot of other industries don't have to worry about where they're quote unquote allowed to market. Having a newsletter is a channel that you completely own. You know, you can host it on a third party service, but even if they were to ban you, you can migrate that to another platform or really do it on your own. Um, So it's, it's important that you actually own it. Um, Another reason is it's really cost effective. So on average, Brands earned forty-two dollars in revenue for every one dollar spent on email marketing, which is an insane ROI. It's way higher than any other any other marketing. Um,
1: and actually, fifty-nine percent of marketers say that email is their biggest source of ROI. So, you
0: yeah, know. I mean, it works really well. I mean, again, a newsletter could look like all different things. A newsletter could be actually like just if you're, you know, an e-commerce company, just every week sending out an update on new products or discounts. If you're in a B2B kind of capacity, like we are, it can be a weekly, just like, you know, hey, we're working with this influencer now, um, you know, we are offering this service, Just or hey, just wanted to check in. Uh, we see a lot of sales just from that, just mm-hmm. general kind of follow-up. Um, and that's that, $42 in revenue for every dollar. That's as of 2019. Uh, Carly, I believe you checked 2020, and it's about mm-hmm. the same. About the uh, same,
1: yeah.
0: And in 2018, it was 32 or $36, I forget. Um, but it is getting more cost-effective. So it's definitely something to jump on now. Um, in a minute, we'll go more into exactly which tools to use to, to host a newsletter and, and to send it out. Um, but in general, the basic versions of most hosting platforms are $10 to $50 a month, which is not bad at all. Um, and it's just it's yet another channel to engage with your audience. So like we said, hosting a newsletter is inexpensive, both from a time standpoint and from a money standpoint. Um, So if you're not hosting, if you don't have a newsletter, you're kind of missing out on a a pretty, pretty layoff type uh, way to re-engage with your audience, especially if they're opting in. They're just asking you to market to them.
1: Right. And 73 percent of millennials prefer businesses to communicate over email. So, you know, it's I mean, cannabis, like the target audience is really at any age. But let's be real, the tech savvy people the digital like the the people that you're trying to target with digital marketing are wanting you to market through email
0: yeah and especially
1: if 99 of consumers are checking their email every single day it's a really missed opportunity if you're not at least sending them an email once a week updating like hey this is a new product hey we're having a discount on this you know
0: even if people it's talk- nothing special even if the content is right. nothing special it just reminds people that you exist
1: right and you're keeping in contact with them and if exactly. they don't want to be involved, you know, they'll opt
0: out. <laughs> yeah, so what, let's go into some uh, tips and tools now for, for setting up and optimizing a newsletter and just in general how you should run a newsletter. Um, use, I, I always recommend this, use double opt-in to prevent spam and fake email registration. So double opt-in if you're not familiar, um, means that when someone submits their email address to a form to join the newsletter, it's gonna then immediately automatically send them a newsletter just saying, you know, please confirm your subscription. Uh, the point behind this is that you can't fake email addresses on there. Um, you can't sign someone else up for a newsletter. So it's going to make your your list way cleaner, which is going to help with open rates and click-through rates. Um, yeah, it's going to be
1: people who actually want the content.
0: Yeah, and it's all real people uh, because yeah. they have to click the button in the email. Um, the other side of that, the, you know, that's double opt-in. The other side of that is single opt-in, which means just someone enters their email address in a form and they're immediately subscribed and... Um, the pro of that is that it grows much faster, right? on average, twenty to thirty percent faster than double opt-in. But you can, you're going to deal with a, a, le- a much less clean list, and your open rates are going to suffer.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, also, make it really easy to opt in. That's it's kind of an obvious one, I guess. But don't ask users for for too much information. You um, know, we work with a lot of companies, and we help them set up newsletters, and we have a couple of our own newsletters. I prefer to ask only for email. Some prefer to ask also for a first name and a last name and maybe a mobile phone number. Um, in general, the more info that you ask for, the more friction you're adding to the process. And it, it's just it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reduce the, the rate of growth. Um, that said, though, the more info that you collect, the more capability you have to personalize emails, which can help with open rates if you, you know, add a first name to a, a subject line or something like that. Um, you can only do that if you if you collect that info, obviously, um, also keep the forms to opt in clean looking and make it obvious on a web page. Don't bury it in a, in a footer or something like that. Um, and along those same lines, just like it's important to make it easy to opt in, it has to be easy to opt out. So that, that's the next tip. So every email that you send should have an unsubscribe button. Um, so it should be easy to, to opt out. If you don't make it easy to opt out, people are going to mark it as spam, which is like the worst thing that could happen for a, for a newsletter. Because if enough people do that, you're going to get blacklisted as a, as a domain by Gmail or Outlook or whoever it is. Um, and then every email that you send going forward is going to be sent straight to spam. And it's really, really going to hurt you. Um, that's like the worst thing that could happen. So so again, make yeah. it really easy to opt out.
1: Hard to come back from that.
0: Yeah, it really is. So I, I mean... so. One way that people use to mitigate some of that risk if they're afraid of being marked as spam is um, when a domain is blacklisted, so a domain would be like, for example, you know, canabound.io is a domain. Um, you can actually send emails from a subdomain. So I could do e.cannabound.io, um, which would be registered as a different domain. Um, and you know, if that was to get blacklisted, we could still use other subdomains. That's kind of like a, a hack I've seen some people use um but in general if you're doing everything by the book uh, you don't have to worry about it um also keep a consistent posting schedule so email inboxes are easily cluttered you know i i i keep my email inbox really clean because i hate waking up to you know 150 emails from things that don't really relate to me so if someone's going to opt in and let you occupy some of that space it's kind of a big deal and and you should make sure that they they know what to expect um and and try to stick to a, a, a consistent amount of volume and schedule. Um, I prefer to do things once a week, but it really depends on on the amount of content you have to share. So another big thing that, that people ask about a lot is uh, buying an email list, which is something I, I'm very adamant against. So it's a, it's a big time shortcut, which in general shortcuts in marketing is, is almost always a bad idea. Um, so some people, they want to get their newsletter up to speed quickly. They want to just go and say, oh, I'm going to talk to this agency that sells um, email lists. And then I'm going to have, you know, 30,000 people on my list right away. Don't do that. It sounds good on paper, I guess, but it's, it's really not a good idea because not only is it illegal, thanks to the can spam laws, which is like, I guess, about 20 years now. Um, it's a super fast way to get your email sent to spam because all these people are going to see this email and be like, oh, you know, what the hell is this? I didn't sign up for this.
1: And people are just smarter than that. You know, they're not, it's it's not like you can just send people emails and they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just buy this product. You know, people want to invest in companies that they trust, they believe in, you know, that the, their products that they want to use. So build it organically and target people who, you know, would want your product. And if you're having a hard time selling your product, perhaps there's an issue with the product or a service that you're offering. And like, when you make it better more people are going to want to buy your product. And it's just, you know, yeah. you, can't you want your brand time. to
0: be, you want your brand to be associated with positive feelings and sending exactly. emails unsolicited to people is really not the way to go. Right. All right. So let, let's go over uh, quickly. Some, some tools to make hosting a newsletter easier. So the big platforms are, let's see, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, HubSpot, Campaign Monitor. Uh, Constant Contact and Substack, which is more for personal, but it's still, you know, worthwhile to mention. Um, let's see. Of those, I've used personally Mailchimp, ActiveCampaign, HubSpot, Substack, and Constant Contact. Um, Mailchimp is probably the the best, most comprehensive, built especially for hosting a newsletter.
1: Yeah, um,
0: but it is important to know that some of those on the list, including Mailchimp and Constant Contact, have explicitly said um cannabis companies should not use us we're gonna we're gonna ban them um but that being said i do know a fair amount of companies that are using them without issues so it's kind of just like you know back up your list and hopefully you don't get banned just you know it's not a big deal if you do because you can you can migrate pretty easily to other platforms
1: who knows maybe they just have to say that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly always worth Um, a shot exactly so Again, these, these services usually cost between like $10 and $50 a month for the basic version. Um, after that, it will be a price based on the number of users that you have. Um, so again, that ties in with, you know, use double opt-in so you're not overpaying for users that aren't actually engaging with your emails at all.
1: Major.
0: Um, and that will, that will be it for today. Um, you know, we're super fond of email marketing. It's super high ROI. We get a lot of business from it as an agency, and a lot of our customers you know, see really good results on it as well. If you're planning on using a newsletter as part of your growth strategy, please reach out to us. We'll you know, point you in the direction of some, some good resources, and we're just happy to chat about it. Um, you can email us at info at um, And as always, if you found this, value, this episode valuable, excuse me, <laughs> please remember to uh, rate, review, and recommend this podcast to your friends. It, it helps us grow um, and continue to create more content. And uh, we join our newsletter, Cannabound.io/newsletter. We send out weekly tips uh, for marketing specific to cannabis and CBD brands. So if you're interested in that, check that out. Um, all right, guys, thank you for joining us. That will be all. I'll catch you next time.:
1: See you later..